I'm Paul Blackthorne, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. And welcome back to the Flash Podcast, your podcast for all things related to CW's The Flash. I'm your host, Andy B, as always, and with me is the entire crew, Amy, Brittany, and Andrew. How are you guys doing tonight? Ahoy! Bonjour! Bonjour, mademoiselle. From France. Not really. I <laughs> wish I was recording from France. How cool would that be? I would love to go to France. Let's do that. Let's let's yes. just um, let's go to France. We're, Brittany, we're, France. I'm, I'm down. Let's get oh. Cisco to vibe us there. Down. Vib- Viber. Which Although is weird. Gypsy Viber. will probably get us to like Earth. Earth oh, yeah, let's just go to, with Gypsy. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I want to I I meet Accelerated accelerated Man, the, the, the Earth 19's Flash. He seems cool. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about episode 20 of the of the fourth season. There's no, there's really no news. I mean, we're getting towards the, the home stretch of the season. Um, is that what you call it, a home stretch? When you get to the end of the season, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know the sports terms. I heard it once on Friday Night Lights. I'm like, oh, it sounds like the end of something, and then that, that's what I'm going with. Um, just quick, quick reminders for you as always uh, that we have a T Public store for the whole DC Podcast Network, where we have uh, awesome swag and shirts and stuff, all that for all things DC TV, from Arrow, The Flash, Legends. Supergirl, uh, iZombie, Black Lightning, Krypton, and Titans. So if you want to support a network and also get yourself some just awesome DCU swag, hit the, the link in the show notes below or go to our website where you can find the, our T-Public store links. And uh, then also a reminder, you should be following She40 on uh, Twitter and Instagram, which is an amazing movement that has been created from uh, the, the all the women in the, in the Arrowverse. Uh, so uh, follow She40 on Twitter and Instagram uh, for to you know support uh, female empowerment uh, in uh, as we're in a time right now where we could really use it more than ever. But uh, but yeah, I guess that's all the news. And as you guys have any, you guys have any, have any news you want to share? Do you guys have any flash news? I don't think there's any flash news. There's just that news that came out today, right before we recorded, that Paul Blackthorne's not going to be on Arrow anymore. Tear. That, Which is a bit of a bummer. He's such a nice guy. Is, I do so, like him a lot. He's, he's, he's so a, genuine. He sang the Muppet song with me one time when we were recording an interview oh yeah, at I, the first year of Villain. I still have it. He was so song. sweet, you guys. And he was just, oh, he's a doll. How so that, is um, Neil McDonough. Oh my gosh. Both of them. Perfect angels. Like, I would be friends with them. How, how did the Muppet singing start? Like, did he just say, you know, hey, Amy, say, start singing? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no. Something of Manamana, and then it just went from there, and the rest is history. Yeah, I guess uh, I, I, should, I should post that today as, uh, as a throwback uh, Thursday thing. That was, uh, and I remember I got the vi- I got the video from Amy, and I'm like, 
what is happening? How did this no, happen? But this is this is so lovely. I, I I think we have a reunion, and you guys have to sing another Muppet song. <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there another classic Muppet song that uh, What's you the guys... Rainbow song. Why are there so many? Oh, but that's, 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 oh, that was really good, <laughs> that's, Andrew. That's a good Kermit. <laughs> that was good. Andrew, Andrew, I, 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 I dropped off the call. What happened? No, do the do the Kermit flail. It's the most fun dance move there is. Oh man! All right, guys, let's move on from um, uh, the the best of the Muppets to this week's episode. I want to get your first impressions. So this week's episode is entitled "Therefore, Comma She Is." Episode twenty, where we really do only have a few episodes left of the season. I personally felt like this is one of the strongest episodes we've gotten all season because we were talking last week about how you can have so much stuff happen and no character progression. And this episode, I feel like very little happened and we got an incredible amount of character progression and I loved it. I thought it was really well done. I loved the flashback with Marlies, whose name I finally remember. And if you listen to the Legends of Tomorrow, podcast, I thought you were going to say her name was something like I thought you were like whose name is actually, and I was like, wait, have I been like missing Marlies's name this whole time? No, I have, and that's that's I'm terrible with names with people like I work with. Like I wouldn't remember my own name. Oh my god, it's I'm I literally met someone this week, and like she walked away, and I turned to the person next to me, like as she walked away, and was like, what was her name again? Yeah, no, I'm horrible with names unless it's some really cool like like. The hundred themed name like Octavia or Rowan, oh. my pet names. I'm oh not going to remember your name. Amaya, are you watching? Cool the, are you watching the new season of The Hundred? <gasps> no, but I walked in as oh my, my mother watching this moment, and I was like, "What did you do to my poor baby?" And I'm like, is the murder queen of my heart." I, your mom watches The One Hundred. Yes, yeah, she does, and she's farther ahead than I am. I got her into I'm it. So I'm so glad we don't work. We haven't been recording on Tuesday, so I can watch the The Hundred live because it's been like the highlight of my of my last two weeks. Oh, it aired on Tuesdays now? I didn't know that. Though. It's mm-hmm. right after the flash. So I literally just, oh. like, keep it, I just get comfy. I'm like, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess how, I guess that makes, that makes it clear how observant I am about the CW schedule. Yeah. So, anyway, just like I, every five minutes. <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode. I will be curious to see where the rest of you guys fall. So Andrew, I think, I think you and I tend to have very similar opinions and I'm kind of yeah. curious what you thought of this episode. Yeah, I thought this is this is like Flash being Flash. Like this felt we got Joe in it, we got Cecile in it, we got everybody doing something which those uh <laughs> we, well, those those moments where it's like how can some episodes deal with everybody and other ones deal with almost nothing? Like it is it's it's crazy to me that it's the same amount of time being put into different things, but um I think I was kind of – I don't know if – which episode was Therefore He Is? We had one that was that, right? That was episode seven of season four. And that was DeVoe. Well, I mean it was both – I mean it was, it was about oh. DeVoe. Oh, so it was I both of their was. backstories. Yeah. I think so, yeah. That, that was, this would be a prequel, I guess, because to that episode because this is like before the Parkour Accelerator explosion because yes. that's, that's what we got in episode seven. Yeah, so uh, – yeah, I was a big, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of this, um, mainly because I like things that are like two parts of a uh, Latin phrase. 
Um, and if you change one of it to uh, feminine, then I'm like, ooh, you got me. I, I want to see this. Uh, mainly, I walked away from it. It's kind of funny because like, I think a lot of people will be talking about the uh, mystery girl element thing. But I actually felt like Marlies or Marlies or whatever, however you would pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, I ended up finally liking her maybe more than I expected the show to make me like her. Like we were kind of talking about how you would get a flip. Uh, but I thought what they did here was actually um, putting the show on a better footing towards the finale. And I like when they do that right around this point. Maybe I wish it didn't need to so much. But uh, hey, whatever. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Maybe the, the the Cisco, that the whole, that was kind of like, uh, okay, but everything else was fantastic. <laughs> it feels like they're finally entering the last couple of episodes on really solid footing. Mm-hmm. That if that makes sense. Like we finally have enough facts to make an educated guess or a hypothesis about what can happen. I mean, it, it finally feels like we actually have, we're, we're, we're going along a path to an end instead yeah. of just all these ambiguous streams. Like we are heading towards the sea. And I like mm-hmm. that a lot. Um, Brittany, what were your thoughts on the episode? Just overall first impressions. Yeah, I really liked, I liked, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good flashback. So I really liked the uh, flashback and the return of the uh, infamous CW flashback wigs. Um, uh, they just have, like, one, I think we have one room <laughs> where they just like store all of the flashback wigs for like, just like, they just like only have a couple and they just like redistribute them through the shows. But yeah, I really liked this episode and like how it delved into Marley's motivations because I guess I guess we'll get into it more, but I definitely thought it was going to be a little bit differently than what it ended up being. Um, and yeah, it was, the Cisco stuff was kind of I don't know, like it, it was good and emotional, but then I feel like it was kind of out of place in in some ways. But I, overall, I think it was a pretty good episode. And then Andy, what were your first impressions? Well, I mean, whenever I hear that Sterling Gates, Sterling Gates is writing an episode, you, I mean, you all already had me hooked. And he's been, I think, some of the best episodes of the season. And I think this is a testament to it. Uh, he and his uh, writing part, Thomas Pond. Uh, no, I I really enjoyed I, I There was a lot of hype going up for this episode. And uh, I, you know, as someone who really loved uh, Therefore He Is, I was definitely, you know, I really enjoyed um, Therefore She Is. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also a little surprised, but in a good way how much I've come to enjoy Marlies as a character. I think it's because of Kim Engelberg's um, performance. Uh, I think she brings something to her role that maybe not a lot of actors have, would have been able to do, bring because, you know, she's, you know, she is evil, but to say that you love her so much, it's like, you know, but, you know, but you get a, you get a pass, I guess. Uh, so, and I love that we got more backstory and that, you know, I, man, I know that he goes nutty, but man, I, I kind of thought they were cute together before all this madness started happening. So, yeah, and also then we had the whole thing with with, with Cynthia and and Cisco, and that was um, that was a lot to take in. I mean, that was very that's definitely not what I thought where the story was going. But I guess because she's busy on another show, I guess they they had to do it. But um, but yeah, no, I I re- I re- it's definitely one of the stronger episodes of the season. All right, uh, let's start moving on to the individual stories. So, Andrew, why don't you take us through the um, Mystery Girl storyline? Yeah, well, we get, uh, so what have we had so far? We've had her 
being very excited to meet Barry on his wedding day. We've had a rather really disarming, like double, you know, two faced espionage type thing with Caitlin and Harry. Frosty, and, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God. You're welcome. Continue. It's not even, it's not even 15 minutes. And no. Uh, and uh, with some Speed Force scribbling, that was when we saw it right in her journal. I think uh, the same that Barry had did, and then we had one more. Right. I think it was. Ha- Let me see. I, I will. I, I, will, I met- will. I will look it up. I will look it up. Did she no. met Ralph? Did she meet Barry? She met. She met Barry in the crossover. Yeah. She met Ralph and Cisco at Jitters. Then she met. Oh, so that's a different one then. Then she met Cisco, and I mean, no, she, then she met Harry and Caitlin. Yeah. Right. There was one before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, uh, I think, just more of the same. And then this time we get worlds collide, guys. Uh, I object to the to the note placed into the notes that says Mystery Girl's identity is revealed, but we at least know. That she is a pretty solid gift giver. Uh, she comes to the West household. Delivers that a, trick, a That's a tricked out diaper bag. Like, and she also man. is where Barry and Iris live. Which is creepy. Right. Well, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, you want to live where West Island lives, though, guys? I mean. I'm like married, if everyone, so everyone knows Barry's the Flash and everyone knows where he lives. That can't be safe. Just saying. Yeah, unless it becomes like a historic site in the future. Oh, I, I, oh my god, I love that idea! Like it's just a plaque, like the Flash and Iris West Allen lived here in the year two thousand. Like and then there's like other like people who live there. Museum. Yeah. Well, apartments. They just pull out the apartment from the building. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the whole building is just a Flash museum. What a, what's a terrible layout! My God. I really hope but, we get yeah. at some point in the show. Uh, no, I'm just hoping that they put up a plaque and then there's a family living there in the future that's like, leave us alone, please. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, the package is delivered because this is the first time she actually says, like, or more than one thing happens that's a clue, right? Um, she says that it's a gift. I wrote it down. It was from someone who knows that time is precious. Yeah. And uh, we get... <laughs> I like, well, the way Brit, I think described it was she enjoys meeting Cecile and then at the first glimpse of Iris is like I don't want to be here anymore and then we at the big reveal dun 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 she has super speed dun 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 that is I was it was it red yellow and it was blue? it was purple I definitely think it was purple it's purple and okay. yellow I, I I have a screenshot right in front of me it's it's definitely yellow and purple because all every fan who's been excited for this, who we're, we're losing their minds of, like, it is yellow and it's purple. Okay. It's, it's Barry and Iris' colors. I was I was hoping it wouldn't, it wasn't like a, you know, like the primary color, like, overlap that you did in school, where it was, like, red and blue make purple. But who knows? I don't want to ruin any theories, but that was the first thing I thought. So, Speedster confirmed. Uh, I guess we can say from the future, likely confirmed, well, she, knows because... that, she knows that baby is coming in 21 days. Which exactly. I, if I had someone come up to me like, your baby's going to arrive in 21 days, I'd be like, who the F are you? Which is also, I guess, the finale? Or the... 
Well, I guess, wait, let me see. That would be, let's see, from Tuesday. Or the, or the second. Yes, it would be, yeah, the 22nd. There you go. She's creepy. So let's, so yeah, no, that, now that has set a, like, another ticking clock. Now, Andrew, if she, if she came and visited you and Catherine and said that you guys, your guys' baby was arriving in 2018, how would you guys react to it? Um, I would be she like... Came, she came to Canada, in your little uh, lovely house in Canada, and, um, uh, or apartment, I don't know where you live, and she, you know, she says, Andrew and Catherine, you're going to have your baby in 21 days. You know what? I think I would assume that that is that full-grown baby come back to visit us through time. <laughs> Would you take well, a logical it? assumption? Yeah, I mean that would kind of be like what else could it be, right? The simplest explanation is the is the right one. And, and Brittany, if you if you and your future husband got a visit from someone to say that your baby's <laughs> arriving twenty one days, how would you react? Um, I'd probably like get this woman out of here right now because I'm scared of her. <laughs> uh, yeah, what baby? You are crazy. <laughs> would, you, would you would you say Ray on her to be like you know attack? Mm, yes. That's actually good. I I would. I'm gonna do that from now on. When I see okay. people who are pregnant, I'll be like, "You're going to have the baby in 35 days," and they'll be Wait, like, "Wait, what? Oh. What movie was that? There's like a creepy little kid, and he like he tell doesn't he like tell the truth, and he like tells this woman, and he is like, like you're gonna have a baby. Oh, it's like a little blonde kid. It's always like, a little blonde kid. I'd always a little blonde kid. I'm gonna be really scared of my small blonde son <laughs> yeah. if I have one. But there's like a movie with like a creepy kid. If anyone knows, tweet at me and remind me what movie is with the creepy kid. And he's like telling people the future. He's like walking on the street with his mom and he's like pointing at people and he's like telling them the future. And then he's a pregnant lady. And so he says something to the pregnant lady. Is it something bad? Is he a bad kid? No, is, is, is he something bad about the kid? I think he says some. He says something about the kid. I don't know if it's bad, but he says something about the future. Like, oh, you're going to have a baby or something to that effect. And, Oh God, it's gonna drive me crazy. Anyway, let's back to the show. Back to the um, <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, did this? Uh, I guess the the first question is: Did this lock like a specific thing into place for you? Because so far it's been kind of like, wow, I don't know what that means. Things for me at least, I feel like it was still like that. I mean, like, okay, so the purple lightning thing to me was like, okay, then she's definitely Iris's daughter because Iris had the purple lightning when she was a speedster, and I feel like that is obviously a connection because everyone has different color lightnings and it can't just be a coincidence. But then, like, also, part of me, like, still doesn't want, like, even though as much as she looks like Grant and Candace, like, part of me is just like, I don't want them to, I don't want it to be as easy as it being their daughter. Like, I kind of want it to be, like, Joe and Cecile's daughter and, like, Cecile somehow dies and like that's why she's like so excited to see her mom but like kind of mm-hmm. if you have iris like maybe barry and iris have to raise this child after cecile has a baby and like she dies and then joe is just like traumatized by cecile's death and then like yeah barry and iris like raise this little speedster daughter because like cecile does have power so it's not like it's unfathomable unfathomable for her to have a speed unimaginable those words were not happening but it's like it's not like it'd be crazy if she had a daughter that had superpowers like it could just be or it could be you know joe it's something that joe is in his blood that he gave the baby powers you know some it could happen like i'm not it's Mm. not out of the question that this baby is cecile and joe's but like yeah it did i guess it confirmed for me that there it's she's i don't know i don't know what it confirmed for me besides the fact that she's a speedster i guess that they're at least related somehow to the West 
Alan family somehow, whether she, you know, she's Cecile's daughter or Iris' daughter. Yeah. Amy, are you back? I am. I was oh, you are? Doggy-ing. Oh, no worries. Okay, so I, I asked both Brittany and Andrew, so I gotta ask you this also. If you and your future husband got a visit from someone coming and telling you that your that your baby's gonna arrive in 21 days, how would you react? If a stranger came up to your house and just told you your baby's gonna be in 21 days, how would you react to it? Um, I'd go like the medical side. I'd be like, that's interesting. How did you get access to my medical records? <laughs> and are you part of the company? That's like, I'm, I'm, like, am I, 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 I probably have like a midwife. I'd be like, are you, are, are, are you part of the home birthing plan here? What's going on? Oh, is this part of the package? Okay. I ordered that. So we all set, like, I would approach it very rationally. I'd be like, okay. And then she'd leave and I'd be like, hold on, turn around, open the door, ask for her credentials, realize she's not there and be like, all right, now I'm a little bit creeped out. Call the doctor and probably flip out him a little bit. And then hear like a faint, like <laughs> off in the distance. You're like, Amy, Amy, do you know the movie where there's like a creepy little kid and he's going around like predicting the future and he like points at a woman who's like pregnant and like says something about her baby? No. That sounds really oh creepy. I don't want to I'm going to go. All right, I'm going to tweet uh, this out. Who's talking? The Twitter hive mind. The no, Twitter hive mind. I haven't seen that whole movie, I don't think. So wait, are you trying to determine what movie it is? Yeah. Yeah, it just rem- I don't oh. know. We were just thinking about creepy, creepy people predicting pregnant lady. Th- anyway, yeah, it's not. Re- it's kind of related. <laughs> Twitter crowdsource it. Crowdsource that. Really okay. answer question for you. All right. That's uh, all I'm thinking about now. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god! I, it's so little to do with the I'll flash. Be, it's just like I, I can't think I, of anything else. I will be devastated if that's if if that movie I've seen. I'm like, oh no! Now I'm gonna be tempted to rewatch it anyway. Yeah. Oh well. But yeah, okay. the uh, so our best theory is I'm gonna come in with a real uh, right wing theory here, or just left wing, middle of the road, out of the blue theory that this is actually. Hmm. Wally's daughter. And Wally. I, I did like that they mentioned him this episode. They're like, Wally sent a present that was from Moses. And I was I like, dying. That. that was the greatest. Like, how fascinating that belonged to Moses. I was like, what episode of Legends was that? I know he's like the souvenirs now. Yeah, Wally's just tapping around. He's like, I got to borrow the jump ship, guys. I'll be right back. He doesn't need a jump ship. He can just run in time. Yeah. Uh, but He's less just legs are tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, what was the original question? Uh, I'm just going to guess that this oh, is Wally, guess. Wally's uh, daughter or granddaughter, which is a, a sign of something very terrible coming that kills absolutely everybody here, and that's why Wally left. So there you go. He's the only one who makes it. And she is in no way trying to solve it. She's just like, whoa, crazy. This is like 21 days before this all goes insane. So, yeah. That's my theory. Feel, my theory is that it, like, her her obvious kind of disdain and what looks like resentment towards Iris. Like, I would not be surprised if this is an I- West Allen child, but that something happens somewhere in the future and, and the two parents split up. And she blames Iris for it, or Iris dies, oh, and she no. blames her for leaving her, like something like that. Like I don't, I don't really see a future in which Barry and Iris are not together. But mm. um, you know, it could all, it, it could be interesting to to 
theorize that, or perhaps in her timeline, something happens in which she perceives Iris as um, someone who's caused her pain. And that for all we know, this little one that we're getting from Cecile is, is like her best friend in the whole world. So maybe that's what she's excited about. Like she's super stoked about, about the fact that she's, you know, giving this gift to the person who's going to end up being her best friend in the whole world or like the, the sibling she never had kind of thing. So I don't know. That's, that's my theory is that there's clearly something going on between her and Iris and I, I bet it has something to do with whether or not it was intentional that Iris caused her pain. That's a good theory. Do we think that there may be some – it's a, a Back to the Future letter to Doc scenario where that isn't actually a diaper bag. It's some kind of, you know – like hidden things like like she's part of an organization that's just you cannot go back and change time and she's like fine but can i influence it yeah that's gonna be the real <laughs> kicker guys when the like speed force explosion goes off and then we have to watch like in super speed the diaper bag just deploy <laughs> <laughs> sure. into so some dramatic. gigantic shelter tent to cover everybody and she'll be like yeah like, see i did it mm-hmm. yeah uh, of friendly, course baby friendly so Audrey two Echo- very solid theories put forward by me here. <laughs> Are there eco-friendly diapers? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. I, I don't know anything I'm about I'm sure Gwyneth it. Paltrow has, like, a line of, like, goop diapers. Goopers, yeah. <laughs> why, why Gwyneth Paltrow? She managed to mention goop on the red carpet of Infinity War. Like, she literally was interviewed for, like, two minutes and managed to talk about it. I mean, she's a good businesswoman. I'll give her that. What's goop? Guys, we have, Gwyneth Paltrow's we have beauty company. Paper oh. at the safari park made yeah. out of elephant poop. Like, oh my god, oh, I want it. Can you imagine, like, the ultimate in reusable diapers? Poo-poo diapers. Poop diapers. They I love it. Actual- Copyright it. Copyright poop. it. What is it? Brilliant. What'd you say? Brilliant. Pooping it- in poop. That is a goop idea. Don't let Gwyneth <laughs> know about that. Yeah, everyone who's listening, we are copywriting this idea right now. We have I- a lawyer who listens to the podcast. This is totally legal, right? Right, Rachel? Well, listen, she hasn't graduated yet. Let's be careful. So we have, we have faith in her. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. she, she, will be, she, will, she will be an amazing lawyer, but, like, let's be careful. Let's... <laughs> I knocked on wood. She's going to probably be like, if, well, if I'm their lawyer, I better get paid. Okay, are we done talking about the mystery girl and want to talk about some, uh, some, some ship, what? some new, a new ship on the Flash? I just want to say that I, I mean, I don't know why, because I, at first I didn't, I did, I didn't believe at first when a, when we, we before we started recording, we were talking about like how she was, how she looked at Iris. I'm like, no, she didn't look like that. Her, so I had to go back and look at the scene, and I'm like, oh my god, she's looking at her resentful. What went wrong, Barry? What did you do? Like, I, I'm just gonna put the blame on Barry. Um, it's always Barry's fault. It's always Barry's fault. I'm gonna be devastated if they actually, if Amy's fairy comes to fruition that they, that they actually got divorced. And I'm like, no, that means that somehow these, <laughs> these two are gonna have to get remarried at some point because we know West Island's gonna, you know, last forever. Maybe with yeah, a break. Yeah, they could just have been on like a break or they were in a fight or something. And they were, they were all Ross and Rachel. Uh, I I know that's a Friends reference, and I know what there's like a big. We were on a break thing. I haven't seen Friends. I've seen, seen like friends. the first I've season seen, of Friends. I saw a, I saw a gif of that reaction of like we were on a break. And Man, Britt, you just uh, that is disgusting. You just 
made me realize that now Friends is something you need to go out and watch. What, watching Friends? Yeah, it isn't something I that you just. I uh, yeah, I think it's done, but I def- but I I think there's more to her being all, you know, uh, Iris. Uh, I don't. Know, she's. I mean, she's been like that to Caitlin too. Maybe she just doesn't like the women in Barry's life. Uh, oh no! What if she is? Wait, she- maybe it's Barry's future wife from the future. Maybe she hates Iris because they Iris is broken up in the future and she's with Barry. But wouldn't Barry be like? 40 years uh, old or something like that at that point and she's like... I mean, sugar daddy or something, like, I don't oh know. God, I'm, no. sure, I'm sure at 40, Grant Gustin could still get it. Like, Jason Momoa is getting it right now. What if but this is, like, like, future Flash, like, future Apprentice, um, or, you know, anyway. I think we should move on, because we are, right, we are right. theorizing beyond the scope of our known facts. Alright, let's go on. Okay, so there was a surprising um i want to say relationship that took place this episode although i do like when they throw these two characters together so we got to see cecile and harry uh joe hilariously told everyone else about cecile's uh baby shower and had to kind of shove her off with harry uh for the episode to keep an eye on her distract her while they were setting up which was adorable and such a joe thing to do um and i love that cecile is just like a really good listener in the fact that she can also hear everyone's thoughts and kind of um, listens to Harry's problem, but also helps find a solution to Harry's problem, which I had did not. I always forget that Cecile has power, so I definitely didn't even consider this happening. But I loved how they kind of found a way to work around this. Um, you know, Harry's losing his his brain power. Power, and the faster he loses his brain, the faster his or the more he uses his brain, the faster he uses his powers, and things are already starting to slip away. But Cecile can see see these things before he forgets them in his you know she can read his mind and see them so did anybody else see this outcome what do we think of cecile and harry um andrew what do you think of of their relationship i mean why would you start with me <laughs> um <laughs> you can start with yeah me. Uh, no no i'm just uh i i love anything about cecile i like uh i like their i think she had more interactions with h are right what? like they they kind of yucked it up a little bit wasn't he trying to hit on her anyway no that, no, that was crazy really okay yeah. i no i'm the movie the drive-in i remember this uh there was an attack in public people listening remember this anyway um i like both of the actors which may be the biggest problem because i just loved every bit of this it had more of a fun sci-fi feel than more of um you know, really like the kind of superhero melodrama or kind of like the doom that can come into this. And I guess this revealed like the start of what this whole Harry plot actually was for the season as it relates to the thinker. And I really dug that. I was, I was kind of like, Oh, okay. I see what you did. Like I appreciate how that was. I think the things we said last episode still apply, but I dig the idea of uh, it's a pretty good payoff for Cecile's power, which I which I didn't think it really needed one. I guess I kind of stopped thinking about it, <laughs> probably like a lot of other people. But um, no, I dug it. I, I it's, it's hard for me to attribute too much of it to anything more than I just love any scene that these actors have together. So that the fact that they got to, um, I hope there's more, but I'm not hoping. I'm not expecting there to be more, but uh, this is great. I, I actually went back and watched that scene afterwards to 
kind of piece together how that happened, and I enjoyed it the second time. So there you go. What about you, Amy? You know, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was really clever the way that they had the 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 sciencey science tech part of it, where um, Cecile can basically transcribe Harry's thoughts before he forgets them. It it had a very fringe like feeling to it, and anything that reminds me of fringe. Uh, is automatically a, a, a plus one in my book. I liked it. I thought it was very clever, and it was something that I wouldn't have predicted. And I was going to get very frustrated with the whole Harry's losing his intelligence, let's just watch him keep forgetting things situation. So I thought it was a very inventive and innovative way to come about um, the change. And it made sense. It wasn't too far of a stretch. It, it, the way that it happened, even in that brief like 30-second scene all seemed to work really well for me and I bought it and I really liked that. I liked being able to buy when it's something like that, not when it's like, oh, we're doing this, this, this tech stuff because of time travel and also speeding faster than light kind of thing. And I'm like, I've, you've lost me. And if you've lost me, you're in trouble. So I liked this a lot. Um, I, I also, like you say, Andrew, there's something just so much, so much fun about watching those two interact. It's very joyous. So I really enjoyed this whole section. I thought it was a great team up. I, I, I would, I want to see more of it. Yeah, I like that it was like an organic way to solve a problem. They weren't trying to solve the problem. It was just like she was there just to be, you know, be distracted, but also, you know, just kind of chat with him and be a comfort. And they ended up finding a solution they weren't even looking for, which I always like when it's like more of an organic thing like that. And that's a great way to describe it, because I feel like we haven't gotten a lot of those moments in this season so far. I feel like there have been a lot of really clunky, put them together like a jigsaw puzzle piece kind of a, a thing in, it, in pieces that don't really fit and you're like cutting the edges to make them work together. Um, and I like that you say that, uh, uh, Brittany, that, that it feels more organic because it does. And I think that that's kind of a callback to some of what we got during the earlier seasons of Flash. Andy, what did you think of the new uh, cherry uh, br- uh, bromance? <laughs> the cherry on top? I... Um... <laughs> I was surprised how much I enjoyed it because, I mean, guys, I'm just going to be completely honest. I don't really care about Harry anymore. So, like, anytime there's scenes with him, I'm going to say, ugh, great. Let's see what else. He, let's see who we can, he can yell at this time. But, uh, no, I I was pleasantly enjoying it. And I thought that it, I mean, again, it's, I, I feel like Harry is on, a, is, is on borrowed time. Like, I feel like, there, I mean, there's, there is no happy ending for him. So the fact that he at least gets to have at least some pleasant moments. Uh, I also appreciate the fact that he told everyone. Like they you know, because like normally in the Arrowverse shows, you know, there will be a big secret and then people will keep it for multiple episodes and then somehow it comes out dramatically and then everyone's yeah. exciting. But this time it was like, nah, I'm just gonna tell everyone. And I felt good. Because I'm he's also this team has learned and I, I hope they learned this point that keeping secrets from one another is not good. So, yeah, I I, I thought it was great that they that they had that. But that, that, that Cecile, you know, who I I mean I I love that she's part of the show and that she you know she got to come in and she got to have this um, you know this effect on him and so well maybe you know she I mean again I think she's still going to be partly a key. Of solving how to defeat the Vaux in the end, so it was um, it was very lovely to look look at to watch to look at. It sounds so creepy. I love looking at them. No, 
That is a good point. I like that it wasn't this drawn out secret like Harry was like Harry only told Cisco and then Cisco didn't tell anybody and then it tore the team apart. Like it's been pretty quick moving this part of the storyline at least. But I think it's also because of how it kind of ties into the later part of this episode where you find out like the thinker's motivation like kind of ties into like what Harry's going through kind of thing. Like I guess it wouldn't have made sense to keep it a secret because then I feel like eventually it would have come out. I don't know. I like that. It wasn't like a big drawn out secret. Um, Side note, the movie I was thinking of, thank you to Twitter, was Scary Movie 3. Oh my god. I love that movie. I've seen it way too many times. A little boy Cody is walking down the street and he, yes, so that's the movie. Anyway. What does he say? He like walks by up like a pregnant lady and like points to her and is like, he's going to be an asshole. Yes, yes. Wait, does he really do that? No, I, I may have to start watching scary movies, scary movies, movies. Oh, like, gosh. they're hilarious. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so we also got some other relationship stuff on this episode between uh, Gypsy pops back up and Cisco is, you know, happy to see her, but they're kind of in a fight when they she first appears um, because he hasn't responded to Janie Trejo's offer, Breacher. <laughs> there we go. Um, Breacher's offer to join the team, and they're both kind of not telling each other their true feelings. Uh, Barry very adorably and desperately tries to play like matchmaker slash like counselor, like relationship therapist. Barry, it's adorable, but it does not work. Um, I thought this part of the episode, like I don't know, there's parts I didn't like about it because I felt like it was kind of. Like, it was emotional, and I liked, the, I liked how it ended. I liked how the story ended. I thought it was very a very realistic ending to a relationship where you, like, know you're in love with someone, but you also know it's just, like, it's not going to work. Like, there's just no way it's going to work. Um, and I thought that was a super realistic. It wasn't like, I'm going to give up my job for you. I'm going to move to Earth-19 for you. Like, it was a super realistic portrayal of a relationship that where two people care about each other, but it's just how it has to go, for now at least, I think. Um, but I feel like, I don't know why, when it first started, I was kind of annoyed at them but i do think it was really adorable watching barry like try to like force and iris when iris was like barry oh my god just relax like i like all of those <laughs> parts like, she was just like yeah it's like calm down barry like i'm gonna give you it was very hyped rap in this episode i, I wasn't sure what he was do- doing i'm like barry sit still stop it barry no shh don't, don't do this and he just kept i, I don't yeah, think stop is not down. a speed that barry knows no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Stop is not... Oh, God. That should be on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what did, how did... I mean, I said what I thought, but what did you guys think um, about this part of the episode, at least? I, I know you said something a little bit before that was kind of similar, Amy. So what did you think about this part of the episode? I really enjoyed this. I thought this was very realistic. I agree. At the very beginning of the episode, I was like, oh, great. Another one of these weird relationship things where they're just going to end up getting mad at each other and it's just going to end up being really crummy for everybody. This, exactly like you said, Brittany, I just have to echo your thoughts. It's It was very realistic. Sometimes love isn't enough. Sometimes two people have extraordinary dreams and, and they love each other so desperately that they are willing to let each other pursue their dreams. And it's just like you say, Brittany, for now. But it 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 means a lot to see that portrayed in my opinion very well on television because we don't get that a lot we get the ones where it feels disingenuous or it feels forced so that when they come back together it feels more intense but this felt very natural this felt final 
And I'd like to say that eventually Gypsy and Cisco will get back together, but I don't think they will. I think this is one of those moments where 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 love isn't enough, and there's um, uh, it's it's honest and it's real. And I thought it was really very kindly done and very honestly done. And again, it, you know, you look at this episode and you see how much character growth we see. So little happens plot wise, but it it just expands the story leaps and bounds. And I really, I was very impressed with how that was done. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I, yeah, I guess it's hard. I like, I want to say I see them getting back together, but it did seem so final. And so like their lives just going in two separate directions and they both just seem so firm in their, you know, the direction their lives were headed. And I like that. I like that they both didn't change for the other person. Um, Andy, what about you? What did you think about this part of the episode? I thought this was one of Carlos Valdez's great performances of all time because when we go into that scene, when they, they it, it's the moment when it all happens where he asks him like you know is this enough for you, and he says you know what's well, not enough for me and I I I I, I broke into tears because I have. I'm not going to go into it, but I have been in a similar position, not in a Roman situation, but like in a, in, in a life situation where, you know, with a person and it was, so it, it kind of, it hit home a little bit, uh, but it also just made me really, because I, Cisco is one of my favorite characters of all time, not just as a TV character, but he's one of my favorite comic characters of all time. So, you know, of course I'm very protective of him. So it makes me really sad I want to see that he has to give up. To give this up and so and I mean I feel like this I mean the reason this is happening is because she is busy on another show um, and so I think you know there's there's that and I it was just really sad but you know but it's like you said you know sometimes love isn't enough you know there's you know like I mean what what sacrifice are you willing to make you know are you willing to move from one earth to another earth to be with the one you love or like you know it's not it's not that it's not that simple so. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, yeah, it was sad. It was heartbreaking. And um, I don't think we're going to see them to the, together, to be honest. Uh, again, I think that maybe... I mean, it depends on if she gets available from... Like, what is she on? She's doing some show. Is it Taken on NBC? I think she's doing some show. Is that show. show still on? Yeah, I, I think... No, they moved, actually, they moved it to Saturdays. Because they pulled it from the NBC schedule and put it on Saturday. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, but... Yeah, oh yeah, it looks like she is on Taken. Good for yeah. her. That is very good for her, even though I, I don't get why. Uh, well, so Cynthia, uh, you know, and you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, even if it's weird it's that uh, a Liam Neeson film writer has a prequel show, I mean, you know, good for her still. Uh, but yeah, I it was um, it was sad. I but I felt this probably needed to happen. So that that Cisco, because I mean, we knew Cisco wasn't going to leave Earth One and go and become the new Breacher for Joe for Josh. Uh, I still can't believe Breacher's name. Wait, that's his Josh. name? Yeah, <laughs> I definitely missed that. Oh man! Yeah. No, I mean, no, I mean, we talked about it, but this it's been mo- many episodes ago. So I mean, this was like in the back in the first half of the season. So uh, yeah, we we they, they they we talked about it, but it was you know it's been a long time. I had to look it up to just be sure. But, uh, yeah, no, it, I mean, it was sad, I think it was, it was definitely one of the, um, I think as, Amy, you put it in a very good term, one of the kinder breakups, uh, and in my opinion, I think it was one of the kinder breakups of the, in the era, because we've seen some rough breakups, a lot of tears, a lot of, you know, you know, crying. 
I want to. I hope like next week we get a scene of like Cisco on the couch, just like eating Ben and Jerry's, like out of a like a like out of the out of the tube, just like listening to like really sad yeah. music in the dark. And Caitlin just walks in, like turns lights on, like all right, let's like go do something. And they're just like you know like oh, no. doing things G- together, like give me him like reclining on the couch and just scooping out ice cream and then dropping it and breaching it like over his mouth, like that. <laughs> Yes. Dejected. Wait, wait. He's gonna send it to another. He's send the dropped ice cream to inches above his mouth. Oh, yeah, instead of even lifting man. the spoon. That's so good. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and then, like the, that, the yeah. last time, Caitlin intervenes by catching it as it drops down, and she's like, "Oh, Ooh. gross." Oh. <laughs> so that's she's like, wishes she had her killer frost powers. I, <laughs> <and she laughs> like, oh, God, I can't do I this stuff anymore. Oh, yeah, I'm done. Called it. Whose turn is it? <laughs> Andrew, what did you think of this uh, this sad little moment? Yeah, I I mean, basically what you guys said. I, it felt, uh, yeah, genuine. Like, I think uh, the only the only other memorable breakup for me was Patty, which I, well, I was incredibly disappointed with how that was handled. So I wasn't. To- Oh, no, that was just, it wasn't even a breakup. That was so dumb. I don't even like thinking about that. Uh, <laughs> you're never around. You're you're always busy. Why? Oh, you're the Flash. Okay, well, see ya. Um, <laughs> no, no, don't remember. I'm that self-centered that I can't make room yeah. in my life. It's that fact that you're a superhero. So dumb. Uh, whatever. They need, uh, well, she had to go on, uh, what show was she on? Shooter on the US. Yeah, there you go. So... Maybe maybe they had more time with this one. I don't know, but uh, no, it felt it felt. Good. I I can't see them getting back. Maybe she'll come back for the finale or something. But uh, no, it, I I I guess I didn't see enough of them together to really even feel like uh, something was lost, other than like potential. But that's life. That's showbiz, babe. Brittany, was it you in early in the season who was like speculating or sensing that that it was this? Like, you know, ongoing, like you know, building up to romance between Cisco and Caitlyn, or was it right? Did I? Oh yeah, I said that from I said that in the beginning. Yeah. Um, Maybe they I, heard- look, I felt I haven't felt it as much recently. I guess because they have been leaning into the Cynthia Cisco thing a little bit more. But yeah, I definitely felt it in the early episodes. Um, what if they listen to the Pike and they're like, you know, this Brittany girl is she's onto something. Let's let's kill this relationship. <laughs> like I said, I know I didn't ship it. I just like saw like I had a flash. Like it was like I flashed into the future. I was like that purple speedster girl. Like I was in the future. I saw. Are what you Barry and what Iris's daughter? I am Barry and Iris's daughter, and I'm mad at my mom. You're mad at your mom, yeah. Iris. Brittany, tell tell me tell me where on the doll that where Iris hurt you. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I you know what? If Gypsy and Cisco don't get back together again, I say that the that the legends should recruit her. I mean, we can make room for another legend, right? There's room for everyone on the Wave Rider. Yeah, someone it, recently messaged us on Legends of Tomorrow podcast and said that they should get a Jimmy Olsen over there. And I was like, no, Jimmy Olsen needs to oh, leave oh. there. Justice for Jimmy. Oh my god, I'd love Justice that. Justice for Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy was my favorite hey, character season one of really Supergirl. Like, like I shipped it so hard. Me too. Not even gonna lie, and they ruined it. Yeah, but Manal. Right. 
Wait, are we? I'm sorry, Brittany. I cut into you. Are we? Are we? Are we complete in our topic discussion of? I think we're, I think we're ready for the juice. The MVP. All right, so the juice. Here's the juice. Uh, Marlise's story. So, like I said earlier, if I actually remember her name, it's a big deal. Y'all listen to Legends of Tomorrow podcast. You know, it's a big deal when I finally remember the character's name. And this episode was so fantastic when it came to Marlise's story because I actually like her as a character now. Now, the whole last episode, we're sitting there going, come on, girl, just leave him, leave him, leave him. And she did twice. And that made me so happy. Um, So before I get into your guys' opinions, are we all in agreement that Clifford totally staged that attack just to get her back? Which attack? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. 100%. He also knew how to find her, like, super super conveniently. Super conveniently quickly, like, he just showed up and knew exactly where to find her in this giant but, continent, in this one country, he zoomed in and found exactly. her. But Amy, you're dark, Amy, I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. But, but Amy, he's, but he seemed really afraid when he heard what happened to her. But he's, he's a, he's a manipulator. He is doing everything he can. He has, as long as we've known him, he manipulates everyone around him. I don't see it far-fetched at all that he would manipulate the situation where he's pretend not like he is genuinely distressed, but it's that, that really kind of sadistic side of people who want to see them hurt so that they can fix it. I think it's not far fetched at all to assume that he totally planned that attack that if everybody else died and she didn't, that was planned. And that, I mean, how else is he going to, is he going to find somebody who like, it's so far fetched that the one thing that he wants to prove that technology is going to destroy civilization is the one conclusion she comes to after she was being attacked. Not, oh, we need to fix the government. Oh, we need to fix, you know, like we need to, to, to establish different relationships or we need to make clean water more accessible to everybody else so that there's no attacks. It's, oh, technology is destroying the world. Like that had to have been some real intense drive to get her to that decision. And I think he probably planned it. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, I, that's just to me, it, see, it makes total sense. And it would fit in theme. But bottom line, when she left him at the end, I was like, girl, that's my girl. I'm like, you got this. You finally did what I've been asking you to do for multiple episodes. So I really enjoyed it. Um, Andrew, what are your thoughts? I mean, you kind of summed it up with that girl and slap. Uh, <laughs> There's a slap? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I heard, well, I said that earlier. Uh, I hadn't considered you. Sorry, you've thrown me with that. Like, just how did I miss that, if that is true, or a freakish coincidence? Yeah. I guess it's a little, um, like, the reveal of the plan is um, maybe a little less, or maybe a little too much of a ha-ha for for my kind of taste. Uh, But I dug it. I mean, I I like that it was all kind of in service to Marlies here, so... Um, I don't know if she'll end up being the more interesting character of the two, but uh, like it has just gotten me very excited for what comes next. I know that's kind of a lame thing to say because like this is kind of a big reveal in itself, but I know this story isn't over, <laughs> so I'm like worried for her, but I guess that's kind of part of it because she can't really destroy him unless she gets the chance to, but uh, yeah. You know, girl power, hashtag feminism. No, stop it. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but actually like the good kind here. Yeah. No, I, I loved it. I I loved seeing her kind of take control of the situation. Even from start to finish. I mean, the moment where she's like in the, she's reading his manifesto, he walks in, she doesn't sugarcoat it. She's like, you yeah. don't actually believe what you wrote in here, right? I mean, yeah. to me, that's, that's so empowering. Because we talked, I think, last episode about how it felt very, um, and uh, their relationship almost emulated a, a, an abusive relationship mentally and emotionally. And it, it, it's nice to see that she clearly didn't used to be that way. And that obviously that he was drugging mm-hmm. her to make her feel these things. And that once she was out of that influence, she was able to think clearly again and to see clearly again. And, you know, seeing her say, we don't need to do this. We don't need to kill. And interestingly, despite the analysis that she made last episode, that he is unable to comprehend emotional aspects and uh, he can't comprehend emotions he was not willing to risk losing her. So he didn't kill Gypsy like that. That to me is an emotional response in response to her emotional response. So if anything, she is a hundred percent, his possibly only weakness. I think that moment proved a lot. Yeah. And weakness. And even if like, cause she, what does she say at the end? Right. You're nothing without me. Um, If, if his moment was, I have to be, you know, like I have to allow her emotions to dominate because I just factually need her. Then that makes it almost even better because her emotions make her superior to him. I dig it. I do too. Uh, um, Andy, what are your thoughts? Well, I had thoughts. Then you came in and broke me with that whole, that he staged the whole thing because this changes everything that I ever believed in this relationship because I was going to this thinking, they were so cute together, they were so nice when the, but now that I know that he's possibly manipulated her since the start I'm like, well that's great um, so now I don't really <laughs> I don't really know for sure how I feel and I mean David, I mean, why do you have to come in with these theories? That <laughs> it, is... couldn't be, it could be completely off-base. To, to me, it's not far-fetched at all. But you're always right when it comes to the show. I'm like, I, I don't dare question <laughs> you. Not, not true, but I appreciate the sentiment. Who was it that predicted a flashpoint like, in the beginning of, se- of the first of the second season? Like, they're going to do flashpoint at the end of the season. And I'm like, no, they're not going to do flashpoint. And then episode t- 23, they're doing flashpoint. Uh, I mean, Amy is great blending, y'all. Like she, like, she is the one who's writing these shows. So, like, if Amy, Amy says something, that's probably what's going to happen. And now I'm like, yeah, that's probably what happened with the whole Clifford and Marlies thing. Um, I mean, we're talking about it from a Marlies standpoint. I, I, I love that she that she was able to break out of, I mean, that moment at the end when she's sitting on the chair. I, I hope she took the chair. I hope she just sapped away and just say, Mohahaha, not only am I your weakness, I'm going to take your big toy as well. Um... That that chair seems really really nice. Just saying, um, and we got to see your flipper sword again. That was really badass. Um, again, I still need someone out there to change her sword into a lightsaber because I I again every time she pulled it out, I'm like zoom, 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 zoom. Okay, it's not a lightsaber. Uh, yeah, no, but I'm glad that she got out. I I really see again. I wouldn't mind if she joined Team Flash. Currently, actually, because I'm sure she's going to be helping out, like she's going to help Team Flash stopping him. But I wouldn't mind if he stuck around. 
afterwards. So, but yeah, it was empowering to finally see her get out there, and um, yeah, because it needed to happen. It was, it was, it was, it, it was. I think if there had been one more episode, if I had seen one more episode of her being drugged and having her memory changed, so I would have just, I think I would have lost that. The, I mean, I was just uncomfortable from the beginning. So, those are my thoughts. Brittany, curious about your thoughts on Marley's. I I liked this this flashbacks. I think they were so interesting, especially like even from the very beginning, he was kind of like a jerk to her. And I guess I mean, you know, some people are into that. You know, it's it's a thing. Um, and I know she's very drawn in by his intellect. Like we see them kind of debating, but you do see like. Like we did, I did like them as a couple. Like I wanted them to be this super evil, you know, um, villain couple together since the beginning, and we kind of did get that. But I like going back and seeing the origin of it, and seeing that, you know, they weren't always on the same page. And like you said, Amy, these reveals did shock her, and she was very to the point about saying she didn't agree. But then I like when it flipped, and she was like, actually, what shocked me was I kind of did agree. Like you know, she, we liked we see her because Clifford is such an evil person. We kind of I feel like hold Marley's up to a little bit of a better light. And she's not, you know, she's not completely innocent in all of this. I think she does have some, uh, obviously she's been, you know, through a lot of stuff. He's definitely, abu- you know, it's not physically abused, but he's definitely emotionally abused her and manipulated her for years now. But, you know, she's not completely innocent because there is a moment when she recognizes that she does kind of agree with him and she goes back to him. Um, now, whether or not that was, like, all part of this, like, evil plan, I I don't know. I, I'm i not sure. Now I'm, like, thinking about it differently. Um, but what did you think? I did like that we got to see her, like, actually try to, like, it is an abusive relationship. She, like, tried to leave him. She got away. She went and did her own thing. She was very, you know, um, she had her own future. She was, like, doing this amazing project and helping people around the world. And then, you know, everything changed. And uh, there's, I wanted to say something about that scene, and now I can't think of the thing that I was thinking of when I first watched the scene when he, like, went to Africa scene? to kind of... Sorry? The Kenya scene? Yeah, like, he went to Kenya, and he they were together, and I was just, like, so disturbed by, by like, him, like, showing up and, like, you know... It's supposed to, like, you know, because if any guy showed up to you and you, like, you know, you're, you're almost killed, it's supposed to be this big romantic gesture. And it's like such a, like a jarring it was very moment. Stalkery. Yeah, it's like very, because I think, I, I think for, okay, I think that's what it is. It's like, for me, I did think that there was some love there. And the flashback that we realized, like, maybe it was a toxic relationship all along. I think it's a very, like, I think we've been talking about this, you know, for a couple of episodes now that it's a very interesting conversation the Flash is kind of having around these kind of relationships. Like it's, it's been a toxic relationship for a very long time. And even I was kind of lured, like lured, lulled, lured into the, I was kind of tricked by DeVoe as well, you know, because I did in the beginning, I did, you know, think that they were this awesome power couple who had the same goals. And, you know, I think it definitely is, is very revealing and interesting. And I like that we got to have, you know, I didn't expect the flashback scene at all. I, I was not expecting to like, get the no. genesis of their relationship and the nature of his I honestly, you know, didn't think about the what his true plan was. Like I thought we kind of knew it already, so I was surprised when they revealed like my real plan is to make everyone dumb, which I was like, okay, that's whatever. Season, but, like, you know, very season one of Supergirl. I didn't know that was like a plan. That was but, but that was his plan. I thought he was just trying to like reboot everyone's mind so that they would actually like you know because hasn't his whole thing, this whole season yeah. been that he wants people to like Think more, I guess. 
No, he wants he wants to put their minds on a, basically a blank slate that he can manipulate. It all comes back to to him being a manipulator. He wants to put their brains to a state that is low enough that they cannot think for themselves. But um, and they're probably even more more susceptible to influence that way, and exactly. like you know, reset it, like make sure people are not reliant on technology. I guess, but I don't know. I think that was that's a, part of that it. Was a, although, primeval you know, state. You know, although you know what's so funny is that the fact that he wants people to be less dependent on technology, but yet his whole season, I give you the figatorium. Well, that's the irony of it. Yeah, I know. I thought it was just. I just thought it was funny because he's like, hey. Look at you. You have all this. I mean, you, you better, you, yeah, he's full of it. <laughs> yeah, true story. All but right, I, guess so I, was, I wasn't prepared. No, I was going to say I wasn't prepared. Like, I didn't realize that we had been waiting for the... Like, I knew we didn't know his full plan, but I didn't realize, like, that was the plan. I'm like, oh, okay. And then it was like, I kind of moved up. <laughs> okay, let me, let, let me ask you this. Do you like the plan? I mean, it, it could be worse. Like, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on plan, I guess. Alright. <laughs> satisfying enough for an evil dude. Yeah, like, I'm like, I, I buy it. You know, yeah. like, it, it could it could be, like, a worse plan. <laughs> like, this late in the game, you know, I am just like, it is what it is. I feel like if we had maybe known the plan earlier, I would have had more problems, but I feel like since there's only so few episodes left, I'm like, let's just, you know, figure out where the meta's been in. Let's just, like, you know, let's figure out where the plan goes now that we know the plan. Like, where do we go from here? All right. Do you guys want to add in anything else about this episode? Like, final thoughts? Any other comments about this episode? Really, really. One of my, probably my, one of my favorite episodes of the season. Yeah, I agree. For me, it was one I'll, of the top episodes. Yeah, I'll offer my hope that they're actually going to go to, like, do Kingdom Come in the next uh, season or two. And... Like the comic book storyline? Yeah, and that means that this actually is like Iris West, like Wally's kid. But uh, uh, mainly that is fueled by the fact that Jessica Parker Kennedy is like way too good an actress for a not main role. <laughs> so I have to assume that's the plan for the season after this, or otherwise... That's what I've been saying, that they keep, every, every interview i read so far is that, that she is playing somehow into the next season, so I... Yeah, she's going to be, like, the crux of uh, you, you the Kingdom said, Come. What was it you guys said last week? Uh, controlled Chaos? That's what, she, what her role is going to be? Last week we were talking about that, and I was like, like "What do you think she will do in the in the next season?" And you guys were saying something about like control chaos. Uh, yeah. I think she's going to turn into future Barry, and then she'll just take over the show. That's my prediction. I'm standing by it. I guess I got to up our profile <laughs> image. <down. laughs> um, anybody else want to share anything? Any final thoughts about the episode before we move on to feedback? Nope. I think, All right. Uh, hang on. All right, so we got some feedback from our listeners. So, at JetPacket on Twitter says, The only way that they beat the finger is with his wife's help at this rate. Their attack, their attack plans are devoid of creativity. Hashtag the Flash. At Cordova underscore Isaiah, That girl is definitely Iris and Barry's daughter. Iris is lighting purple. Barry's lighting pur- purple. Barry's lighting is yellow. And Mystery Girl's lighting is yellow and purple. So, there you go. 
Then Alex Johnson writes saying, I really enjoyed the flashback scenes between Marlies and DeVoe, explaining how they got from here to there. DeVoe said that the, the humans will distort, distort new technology and use it to destroy, which is exactly what DeVoe is trying to do now. That being said, now that Marlies took the big chair and left DeVoe in the dust, what will she do? Will power corrupt her to the way it did DeVoe? Ooh. What do you guys think about that? No. Nope. No. No. Simple, she, <laughs> simple no. She has an evolved sense of the greater good. I think she can see beyond the the clear and present danger. I think she. I, I think ultimately she wants to do good. I think so too. Uh, high five. Uh, this is from Mari. High five. It's Mari. I'm so excited to hear your thoughts about this episode as we approach the end of this very elongated season. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, first, I was really interested in Marlies and Clifford's backstory. It finally the groundwork and told us more about his ultimate plan. Although I wish they didn't wait this long to flesh it out. Uh, me too, girl. Me too. I'm glad Marlies finally left him, hoping that this leads her to help take the vote down. Second, Cisco and Cynthia were so good together. I'm so sad they broke up, but, but I understand if I understand it because realistically, how much longer could they have lasted while being on different herbs? Lastly. The return of the mystery girl, who we now know is a species that was so fun. I like that her lighting is purple and yellow, like her like her parents. Eye emoji. Uh, or raising eye emoji, I guess. I wonder what you all think of her running away before she got the chance to see Iris. I have a fear, but I'm interested in knowing if uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you thought her facial expression was purposeful to the plot or weird acting choice. Can't wait for this week's, episode, this week's podcast, Mari. Well, I guess we kind of discussed that we think that she there's there's something in the future that happens between between her and Iris, and then maybe that's yeah. why she has. But again, it could again just be an acting choice, I guess, where she like maybe that was her way of looking surprised, and she's like, "Oh my god, it's mom! I can't I can't have her see me!" And then she just ran away because that's what I thought at first. Like it didn't look like Iris. It's Iris. Like it looked more like, "Oh my god, it's Iris! It's my mama!" And then she just ran away. But um, do you guys want to add anything to to that or, or I don't know? It's that and Mari, I want now. I want to know what your theory is. Um, um, and then we have one final email. Uh, Andrew Dugan. Uh, Andrew, I'm sorry, we had to, we we we, we got to share it there with another Andrew. Uh, hope yeah, you no, I know this is gonna be good. Yeah, this is gonna be good. Uh, he said he says Legend Storm TV on Twitter. Um, he says hello, Flash Peeps. Today I bring you good tidings from Bebo. Oh, nice! This was an amazing episode. We saw Cecile help Harry with his thoughts. We finally know what the Vos planning. Now we just need to know about how Barry fits into the Vos plans. That ending with Cynthia really hits me, hit me hard though. Uh, that with the Vos drama was hard to watch. Uh, but the vote was surely very powerful in this episode. Can't wait to hear your thoughts, as Jerry Heatstorm. Yeah, I guess how does Barry play into the vote's plan at this point? Because I think that's the one thing we've never really been certain about throughout the whole season. Yeah. Um, I still don't know how all the surprise. other metas play into into his plan. I think he <laughs> just wanted, hopefully all will be revealed. I think he just wanted power. He was like, I just want to be so powerful that I can just you know. Stop everyone and everything. Because if you think about it, he's able to use all these powers and neutralize everyone else around him. Uh, I mean, he took Kaelin's powers. Uh, he, you know, he could stop Cisco and, Jip and, and Cynthia. He can freeze Barry from running. And it's like, I mean, I think that's what all he wanted. He wanted powers that he could neutralize the heroes of Central City. Um, anyway, how do, uh, we had a question from our um, 
and one of my listeners. How do you think Barry fits into DeVoe's plan? Um, see, that's one of those, that, that, that's, that's an interesting question that I almost don't want to answer. Like, I love theorizing, but I want to see what happens. I don't think there's any point in me theorizing because I don't think, I still don't think I have enough information. Well, then they'll just do it, right? And then it's like, oh, okay, well, we just did what Amy said. So, like, where's the point? <laughs> yes, actually, that is, in fact, it. I know the answer, but I really don't want to spoil it for y'all. So, I'm not sure. We're Miss Bolandi. We really want to know. <laughs> Give us some spoilers. Yeah. Who, why does the girl hate Ira so much? I already told you that. I answered it earlier this episode. I know, but that's all our feedback for um, for this uh, this week's episode. You can tweet us at the Flash Podcast, or you can email the Flash Podcast at gmail.com if you have any feedback or thoughts about uh, uh, said episodes. We have only three more episodes left to go, so we have uh, next week we have episode twenty one, which uh, will feature uh, Brynn's favorite, Ominous Black, Katie Sackhoff, uh, her British <laughs> accent. <laughs> I really do love Katie Sackhoff for the record. Like, she's going to be in a new Netflix show. I'm all about it. Definitely going to watch that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought I, I thought I saw something about that. That's good for her. What is it about? She's going to be an astronaut. That's all I know, and that's all I need to know, because Katie Sackhoff in space is like, yep, sign me up. That was, that's what she did on um, Battlestar Galactica, right? She wasn't an astronaut, but, yeah, she was a, a space, a space uh, she was a pilot. pilot. Yeah. All the right. space fighter pilot. The, the space fighter pilot. I, I my dreams. Friend. I know. All right. Let's do some feedback. Uh, plugs, I mean, not feedback. Uh, and then we're going to wrap up the show. So, Amy, where can people find you on social media and your other stuff? Y'all can find me on Twitter and Facebook. I mean, sorry, Twitter and Instagram at Amy underscore Marie 97. Uh, you can also find me on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. The legendary ladies are in Aruba right now. We're taking a little bit of our own hiatus. But we are coming back this Sunday to record our season uh, overview. And then in a couple of weeks in June, we will be doing the huge fan feedback wrap up, which we will ask for fan feedback. We're giving you a little bit of time since they just put on Netflix. So if you guys have not caught up with Legends, please catch up on Legends and then email us or tweet us over at the Legends accounts. And we want to get your feedback in here and then we will read all all of the feedback we get, and we will choose some of our favorite question corners and answer it. So uh, follow us on Twitter at legends underscore podcast or find us on iTunes because it's super fun. Brittany? You can find me at uh, on Twitter at kind of movie snob, K-I-N-D-A movie snob, and you can find my writing on Screen Rant and Fandom and The Marvel Report. It's really good, you guys. Her writing is really good. She's a damn good writer. I damn. try, guys. I try. No, you, you try and you do really well. You do. Um, Andrew, do you do you do any good writing like Brittany? Can you can you write as good as Brittany? No. If there's no. something, uh, if you've missed an Easter egg in a movie, chances are that Andrew has has got all forty <laughs> that you've missed. <laughs> yes. No, I was yeah. just I was Fair. just joking around with Andrew. Andrew, what Fair, where yes. you on social media and you're ama- uh, and just you're just as amazing writing. Oh, thank you. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew B Dice, uh, and I write at Screen Rant. Although, I mean, not everybody can be like Brit and use the whole keyboard, so I make do with uh, what I can. See if you can find the letter that my keyboard has broken. Oh, is it? Is it S? 
I you know, I'm not I will not answer here. Jesus, it's a, a scavenger hunt. Off of my that was a difficult thing to do. Oh gosh. I did lose my ass and it was painful. I I once broke my space button, so it was really difficult writing a 1500 essay in high school because <laughs> It broke in the middle of the night, so I couldn't just run over to my friend and just borrow his computer. So I had to like, I had to, I had to click spaces, and it took me four hours. Oh my god! I got an A though. That was good. Oh, congrats! Yeah, thank you. She was like, there was one part where you put words together. I'm like, improvised. <laughs> They're all I said, and she bought it. Oh, silly high school teachers. Uh, listen, you can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Andrew Bacht. Uh, I, as I announced last week, I'm running now for the hashtag show. Uh, I got some fun stuff coming up there, and uh, maybe elsewhere. So stay tuned on my Twitter page. I also co-host the Times Podcast, which uh, we're going to be recording an episode either this weekend or next weekend because y'all, that streaming service news and all that logos and we uh, Wonder Girl, uh, Andrew, Wonder Girl is coming to Titans finally. So. You know, we and are you gonna come on Titans Pug and talk some Titans with us? Oh, saying. I'm sure I will. Yeah, good. Uh, so you can follow at Titans Podcast where we will uh, you'll be uh, breaking down some of the latest stuff and also do our first character spotlight. I'm also gonna be co. I'm also a co-host of the Sabrina Podcast on the Fun Club Network, which officially the show is called Chilling Evidence of Sabrina, which you know they could have just said months ago, but fine, that's cool. And uh, I run the mall port with Brittany, and uh, uh, but I don't do nearly as, as amazing writing as Brittany does. Uh, it's uh, she's uh, she's the queen of it. So um, and um, and uh, what else do I do? Guys, do I do anything else? Is that it? I forgot. Not sleep. I don't. <laughs> I don't sleep. So there you go. And, and, to our, and also for just uh, our podcast plugs quickly, uh, you can find a podcast on theflashpocket.com for all the latest news, photos, trailers, and, and descriptions, all that you need to know about the Flash TV show, as well as the latest episode of the podcast. And you can follow the podcast on social media at The Flash Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. Be sure to subscribe to The Flash Podcast on Apple Podcasts, your radio and Google Play, and while you're at uh, Apple Podcasts. Be sure to hit us on the five-star reviews, as uh, it's a great way to support the podcast. And... Uh, and to get more listeners to to listen to the show, uh, if they if you don't follow on social media, uh, you can follow the entire DC Podcast Network at dcpodcast.com, where you can find amazing podcasts for Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Eyes on Me, Black Lightning, classic DC shows, Krypton, and the upcoming Titan show at dcpodcast.com. You can follow the entire network on social media at DC Podcast, and you can subscribe to the mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you have any questions, thoughts, or feedback that, that you want to have read on the show, you can just email theflashpocket at gmail.com. And that's going to be it for this week's episode of The Flash Podcast. Only three more episodes left till the season finale, and there's a lot of things happening. We have Omni Black coming back. One more episode. David Ramsey from Arrow is going to be on. Who knows who else might come back uh, for the next three episodes. So keep, keep tuning in as we discuss all things Flash in the next few weeks. And, but with that said, from all of us here on the Flash Podcast, I'm Andy B. I'm Amy Marie. I'm Brittany. And I'm Andrew. And we'll see you next time on the Flash Podcast. Mm-hmm.